This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. He's got it inside the 10, diving for the end zone, touchdown! Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Wednesday. We'll look towards Week 16 NFL Lineman. We're coming up about 20 minutes. Lightning best later this hour right now, though. Michael Beller joining us, the executive producer of the Athletic Football Show. He is on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Michael, welcome back to the show. Happy to have you this morning. Let me throw this at you. Um, we, we've been a couple teams have been kind of catching our eye and become favorites of our show the last three, four, five weeks for some of us the whole season. If you had to pick one right now, more dangerous, assuming they both get in the playoffs. The Lions or the Jaguars, Michael? Oh, my God. I mean, isn't everyone's two favorite teams in the NFL? How does it between these two teams? Um, I will say, I mean, realistically, it's the Lions. I think that's largely because of the conference they play in. Right? The Lions are a sixth seed. I don't think any of us would be surprised to see them go into Minnesota and beat Minnesota. They just beat Minnesota a couple of weeks ago, going to San Francisco, still proving themselves to be a very good team with Brock Purdy, but they could win that game. Jacksonville gets in the playoffs. They win the division, but that means a first-round matchup with Baltimore, Cincinnati. They win that game, then they're going to Buffalo, Kansas City. It's just a much tougher road. I think if all things were equal, I would say the Jaguars here because Trevor Lawrence is taking off right before our eyes and uh, is starting to achieve all the promise that we all knew we had coming out of Clemson. But given the realities of the way these, what these two teams would face should they make the playoffs, it really has to be the Lions. All right, let's, Michael, let's talk about overall approach because uh, these totals keep on a drop in as we are days away from these uh, games, including uh, here in Chicago. We've got a Josh Allen Justin Fields game at 40. In Cleveland, we've got a game that might, might be the lowest total we've seen in an NFL game in 15 years. And I think anybody who plays props is uh, guilty of this. You naturally uh, try to pick the spots where you're going to see some success and you take a lot of overs just based on some of the conditions. um, It already looks like a couple, the ones I just mentioned, we have uh, winds north of 20 miles per hour. Are you going to be hunting for unders or are you going to be going for overs in some of the rushing games? You trying to get to that game on Saturday, Joe? You ready for it? All yeah, I, I'm no, good, man. I'm so good. I, I'm good <laughs> always. I'm good. Yeah, on Christmas Eve in that weather, I'm I'm extra good. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'm, I'll be here. I'll be, I'd, I'll be in my basement doing my morning show. I'd rather do that. I'd rather do a radio show than go to Soldier Field. <laughs> Not even close. To answer your actual question here, it's unders or nothing. 
uh, uh, for me. No. I mean, it's just it's, we've heard it over and over and over again from people who have actually been in these conditions that really the thing that matters most is the wind, right? They can deal with the precipitation. They can even deal with the, the bitter cold. But the wind is what kills offense and we're going to see that it appears really uh, across pretty much the entire midwest anywhere anywhere there's going to be a game played uh this weekend so i just don't see i mean you can go i think hunting for those depressed total or depressed prop numbers because of the weather but you're really mm-hmm. just trying to uh, beat mother nature at that point and i don't think that there's really any any great argument for doing that so uh mostly for me these are these are stay aways because the uh, the weather introduces so many unknowns uh, that uh, there's no shortage of other options where you're not talking about weather having a major factor. Giants at Vikings, our producer Paul uh, deemed this the fraud bowl. Um, Giants four-point underdogs at Minnesota. I'm curious your thoughts on this one. I, I, it's everyone's favorite pastime is to uh, bash the Vikings this season, and I get it. This team's still 11-3. and three. They've still got some very good wins under their belt. They are still a team that has some really special offensive players. The Giants deserve a ton of credit for getting the absolute most out of this roster. There is no way that this team on paper has any business sniffing an 8-5-1 record, let alone actually being 8-5-1 and, and being all but guaranteed a playoff spot. At this point of the season, I don't think the Vikings are going to the Super Bowl, but the Vikings are still a quality team. I actually like the Vikings quite a bit in this spot. It would probably end up being one of my favorite plays of the weekend. Hi, Michael, as we look forward to um, how this is going to play out down the stretch of the season, MVP, right? Jalen Hurts banged up. We don't know if he's going to play Saturday. He might miss a game, might miss two games, might miss none. We don't know yet. What was your reaction to the marketplace moving the MVP odds to Patrick Mahomes as such a big favorite, not only over Hertz, but also over Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, when really in the AFC, that number one seed still up for grabs. What did you make of the MVP movement off of the Hertz injury on Sunday? Yeah, I, I think that second part you said there, Joe, is really the uh, really the the interesting part here. You understand why you got to protect your your book, why you need to sort of protect yourself against Mahomes. You understand Hertz coming down, although. I don't know. I mean, I think there's an opportunity on Hurts here. Um, you know, what, what if Gardner Minshew goes out, lays an egg, and shows just how important Jalen Hurts is to that offense? I think that's certainly within the realm of possibility. But to me, the most interesting guy in this is, is Joe Burrow because, as you said, that number one seed in the AFC is still wide open, and we're looking at a Week 17 game where Buffalo goes to Cincinnati. And so if Cincinnati wins that, I mean, Cincinnati could very realistically – Need. Obviously, they would need Kansas City to play along a little bit, and Kansas City doesn't look like a team that's going to lose anytime soon. But even if they don't get that one seed, but since has a great game, beats Buffalo at home, Joe Burrow keeps on this trajectory that he's on, a little bit of voter fatigue factored in. There certainly could be a nice uh, drumbeat for Joe Burrow as MVP uh, by the time this season wraps up. So uh, if you are sitting there looking at a, a card today, I think he's the most interesting bet on that card, uh, but I would still side with uh, Mahomes as the guy who's ultimately going to be the MVP because of the Jalen Hurts injury. All right, Michael, you like Minnesota. I still see a three and a half out there. Uh, the market is moving to four. Uh, what else stands out for uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day weekend in the NFL? 
Um, so, so let me just throw out there that I do like uh, I do like Jacksonville after what we talked about with Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, that's a Thursday yeah. night game, but that is the game uh, that I find myself circling. I, I mean, you guys, I mean, how much fun are we going to have with them next year? But let's have some fun also uh, on Thursday with this team. Give me them, and then uh, I keep finding myself back to the the Raiders, like week after week after week after week. And you know, sometimes it's worked, sometimes it hasn't. But like. This team is playing some ridiculous offensive football. They're they're eighth in in EPA on the season. They're sandwiched between the Dolphins and the Jaguars. They're like just barely behind the Cowboys and the Lions when it comes to offensive EPA. They're getting a ton out of those skill players. They got a huge season out of Josh Jacobs, a huge season out of uh, of Devontae Adams. We saw the element that that Darren Waller brings back to the offense. Obviously, the uh, numbers, he only had, what, three targets, but he caught all three of them, 40-something yards of the touchdown in that game last week. And you see what they're able to take advantage of with Darren Waller back because of all the gravity of Devontae Adams in that passing game. This is a team that I feel like is so close to being a very quality, and if Waller and Hunter Renfro hadn't been dealing with injuries all season, we could have seen a very different offense, especially as they got accustomed to one another and what they were trying to do offensively down and under their belts. I feel very good about the Raiders catching two and a half against the Pittsburgh team that uh, similar to the Giants deserves credit for, for doing what they've done this season and probably looking at another seven or eight win season, even though they maybe don't necessarily measure up quite that well with what their roster is. But the Raiders, I think, are going to be able to put up some points in that game. I like them in that spot. Ben, you mentioned Thursday night football. Anything you have your eye on props-wise? Um, it's, just, it's, it's all Trevor all day. And, I mean, the Jets' defense, uh, we know what he's going to be uh, dealing with when he goes up against that unit. But there, they, there's some, something that's clicked. I think we can all agree on that, that over this last month, five weeks, something has changed in this Jacksonville offense. He and Doug Peterson have really been special. Press Taylor doing what he's doing, scheming everything up. Obviously, we know Doug Peterson has the heavy hand in that offense, but you've got another guy. You've got a guy who is working uh, with Lawrence day out as intensely as they are, and there's just, I think, something really special brewing in Jacksonville. And so Trevor Lawrence's props are the ones that are most interesting to be and ones that are a little bit down because of the uh, matchup that he's going up against. But you know, we see it mm-hmm. nine and a half times out of ten. Great offense beats great defense. And uh, with the way Lawrence is playing, I certainly would not want to be fading him. Michael, really interesting game. And, and one that actually has a little bit of juice because the Packers won on Monday night. Packers-Dolphins mm-hmm. on Christmas. It's the only game that really has juice on both sides for Christmas Day. Um, Miami needs to stop their skid and, and kind of get back on track to make the playoffs. And the Packers are not dead yet. That number is down to four now at BetMGM with Miami as the favorite against the Packers. What do you make of this game um, and this matchup here with Miami hosting Green Bay on Christmas? Yeah, I really love that uh, Green Bay handled their business against the Rams uh, on uh, on the national stage on Monday Night Football because that is giving us a, a, a what I think is a, a nice Christmas gift uh, with the Dolphins only laying four points here. It's like we forgot about what the, what the Dolphins did a couple of nights earlier. Uh, I mean, they were right there. It was a game of the weekend, really, the Bills-Dolphins game. And we saw, you know, the Dolphins get back to some of their bread and butter, hitting um, hitting Jalen Waddell uh, on some uh, on some big plays, hitting Tyreek Hill on some big plays. Uh, teams are going to try to force Tua into uh, situations where he is making that read before he ever snaps the ball, and then they switch it up, and the read that he thought he was making is now incorrect. That's, that's sort of the book on Tua right now. 
I'm not sure if the Packers are really going to be able to pull that off. I, I, you know, we just haven't seen the defense that we thought we were going to get from Green Bay this season, frankly, and now they're not as healthy as they once were, which is pretty much the case for at this stage of the season. There's a little bit of Dolphins fatigue. I understand that. They have uh, struggled here over these last few weeks, but this is an offense that mostly does want it to do all season, and it just recently did so against a very good Buffalo defense in less than ideal weather conditions. I think getting back home, much easier matchup, only laying the four, I will take the Dolphins. Mm. I, you know, as a numbers guy, I'm curious uh, where you uh, land on narratives or just storylines that pop in. Like you mentioned the Raiders and you brought up some, some stats that would back that up. But, you know, you know now that how that's going to be built is like, oh, the Franco Harris game. You got the 50th anniversary of the, of the Immaculate Reception and all that. that that's going to happen on Christmas Eve night. And then we, we get to Monday. Uh, how much do you handicap spots? Like, what is Jeff Saturday going to do with that team after they completely fell apart on Saturday uh, against the Vikings? And now they have a little extra rest. They get to face the Chargers as four-point home underdogs. You know, if I'm a survivor and I have the Chargers available, I was making the case that that's probably where I would look because I'm expecting, you know, no Jonathan Taylor either, this, this team to completely be depleted here in Indianapolis. I don't know that they bounce back from that uh, this season. What do you think about Monday, Chargers at the Colts? It's ultimately not a game that I'm super interested in betting, um, but it's just like – Teams are what they are. This Colts team has no juice. I mean, you see 36 Not. points scored, but then you think about how they got there. Like it's a, it's a ridiculous, like almost farcical set of circumstances that gets them to those 36 points against Minnesota, a script that is totally impossible to repeat. I mean, they had, they had no juice with Jonathan Taylor. And this is coming from a guy who went to Wisconsin and loves Jonathan Taylor. And was mm-hmm. saying that he was by far the best in his draft class. But even with Jonathan Taylor, that offense has nothing going for it. There's just nothing that really impresses you about anything that defensively, scheme-wise, player-wise. It's just, it's just not, a good, it's not a good offense. It is a middling defense. The Chargers are headed to the playoffs, and they're a team that has left us wanting, certainly this season. But they got Justin Herbert. They are a team that is finally – rounding into some semblance of health, at least on the offensive side of the ball. We know Joey Bosa is not going to play. Derwin James has missed the last couple of games. doesn't seem like he's going to get back for this one, but obviously it's just Wednesday here. Things could change by the time Monday night gets mm-hmm. here. Either way, this is just a, this is a spot where uh, the Chargers are a far superior team. Um, and I'm uncomfortable laying four on the road with them just because of what we've seen from them this season. We have, this would not be the first uh, egg they've laid in what seems like a decent spot. But I would be shocked if they lose the game. I'm with you, Joe, in terms of if they're a failed survivor, it's a pretty easy click given what we are already dealing with here in Week 16. Uh, Michael, we talk a lot of baseball from time to time. I, I didn't, I didn't think uh, right before Christmas we'd wake up and the number one sports story in the U.S. is on baseball and what happened with Carlos Correa. Are the Mets going to regret this? I mean, maybe in 2029. But certainly not, not this now. year. I mean, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? A, I mean, you just you look at that lineup. My God. And I mean, we we saw what happened. Look what happened to them last year, right? A hundred and whatever wins, but they fall out of first. They have to play the wild card game. They lose the wild card game, and that's it. And like you look at the, I mean, they are they are one of the unique teams. It's them and Philly and and Atlanta that like 
you know, the division matters. Division really matters to them. And like, that's a, no matter, no matter what you already had, and they already had a whole hell of a lot. It's hard to go and win a division where you're looking at the Phillies and the Braves also as part of your division. That's just learned how important it is to win your division because we could very easily be talking about a much different 2022 and still the year 22 uh, MLB postseason if the Mets win literally one more game in the regular season last year. So, uh, no, I do not think they will regret this come 2023. I think they're going to be very happy to be trotting out what could legitimately be an all-star infield as their actual infield. <laughs> yeah, Michael, you're right. I think it's the best infield we've seen in baseball in a long time. Alonzo, McNeil, Lindor, and Correa. It is ridiculous. Michael Beller, appreciate it. Executive producer of the Athletic Football Show. He was on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Coming up next, line movement, week 16, including that Titans number dropping again. Right here on the BetQL Network.